Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market and today's episode. We're going to talk about a person coming back to trading. What should that person think about, know about? What are the challenges ahead for a person that left trading because of some difficult situations pertaining to trading, unfortunate lessons that had to be learned, and then now is coming back to trading. What's the takeaway there? What should we be talking about? What should we be encouraging that person to think about as he makes his way back into the world of trading? As always, I never use people's real names. I always give them a fake Florida redneck name. And this instance, we're going with Pearl May. Pearl May writes, Ryan. And by the way, this is kind of a long email, but it's good to tell the emails. It gives you an understanding of what other people are thinking and what other people are feeling. Because so often when we're trading, we're just in front of our screens. We don't see the emotions out there from other traders. So one of the valuable aspects of this podcast is being able to see the questions and the emotions that other people are sharing. And they can write that stuff to me because they know I'm not going to give away the real identity. And so it allows for some real and raw authenticity. So the only thing that's not authentic, though, is the name that I use in this podcast. So Pearl May writes, Ryan, first, thank you for what you've been doing with the trading community. I have been binge watching your YouTube videos for the last couple of weeks, probably 150 or so of them completed so far. Additionally, listening to your podcast on my daily 50-minute commute to and from work. I find them refreshing in the fact that you are not hyping the outlandish get-rich-fast-buy-here-now promotions that are plagued within the market. Thank you for that. I can't say that I'm new to the stock market, but I will say that I am inexperienced. Much of my experience education were paid for directly from a small TD Ameritrade account that I had several years ago. Fortunately, it was not a vastly expensive education, but was to the detriment of the account I was working with at the time. I wish I had found your podcast back then because I literally covered and experienced most of your do-nots firsthand. L-O-L. Education and experience can be both expensive, but it's what we take from them that determines its value. Wow, that's actually pretty deep, right? I mean, you can have all the experiences in the world if you don't take value from them or you don't take the lessons learned from them. What what good were they? All right, so Pearl May continues by saying, with all of that said, I'm wanting to open and refund a small account with $5,000 or so to start trading. In several of your podcasts, you've mentioned various brokerage accounts that you have tested and used and was hoping that you might suggest one or two that you have experience with and liked its functionality. I'm not looking for something like Robinhood as it seems to be missing a lot of tools. I also enjoy the charting and the analytical side of trading. So I would be liking to something that has those abilities without overcomplicating it for a noob. I do still have the Ameritrade account now owned by Schwab. And I like the Thinkorswim platform that I used previously. Commissions were like $10 a trade. And I didn't know any different charting software out there. So that may date me when I first used it. But I do like the t 210 a indicator and from what i can find it's proprietary to tc2000 software 
PC2000 seems to be a user-friendly powerhouse with analytics for a monthly fee, and the brokerage gets you a discount, but also charges a few dollars per trade. Is it worth opening the brokerage account with them and using TC2000? Any suggestions are greatly appreciated. I know you're very busy, but I'm just hoping to restart on the right foot. Also intrigued to learn about your stock market oscillator. I genuinely respect the approach that you are taking with trading and promoting discipline versus the typical billionaire in 60 days at 30 minutes a day. My overall goal as a part-time trader is to trade regularly, but learn while building an account over the next 12 years or so, hoping to have a modest account by then that I can continue to trade and that will provide some additional income to my retirement portfolio. I've been a career paramedic FF in the 911 world since I was 19 with almost 28 years in and now serving as chief officer for the last five. I find myself looking to the next chapter of my life after work. Again, thank you for your time and service that you're providing the trading community. I look forward to learning from you. Sincerely, Pearl May. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot to talk about. And the real emphasis here is not so much the, the specific questions that he's asking, but the fact that he's coming back to trading. And that's really what I want to highlight here because when we look at 2020, I was reading a stat on this the other day. In 2020, when everything started shutting down for the COVID lockdowns, 10 and a half million people opened up trading accounts. That's a lot of people and a lot of people probably opening up trading accounts that didn't know what the heck they were doing. And then in 2021, another 10 and a half million people opened up trading accounts. So you're talking about like what, 21 million people that are jumping into the stock market. And I would say in 2022, a lot of those went away never to come back again. But we have one here, Pearl May, coming back into the stock market. So I want to spend some time talking about what we should be thinking about as we come back into the stock market for another attempt at glory. First, though, well, a few housekeeping items here pertaining to the questions in this email. One, I like to use Thinkorswim for my swing trading. That's, that's one of my favorites. If I have to choose another one, it would be Fidelity. I think they're pretty good as well. I do use a separate charting platform outside of them. I think both of them do have adequate software programs that are included, but I do like TC2000 for one of the reasons. The T2108 indicator is one that I, I use and I really like a lot. That measures the percentage of stocks trading above their 40-day moving average. Now, there's probably other platforms out there where you could probably code something that would give that to you. You probably could figure out how to code it in Think or Swim for all I know. I'm not sure. but And then I also like Fidelity. I think their their order entries are pretty good. I I think I get good fills when I trade with them. So I've always liked those two. And a lot of it's just more from familiarity more than anything else. When I first was working in corporate America, I had a Fidelity account. So I got familiar with it there. And now I use my long-term accounts in Fidelity. So I think they're a pretty good outfit. And Thinkorswim I mainly use for my, my swing trading. And there's a couple of compliments that he paid towards me about not being the person that's overhyping stocks or, you know, pushing a get-rich-quick scheme. And why is that? Why is it that I don't do that? Not to brag on myself. That's not what I'm intending to do, but it's really focusing on on so many of the charlatans in the industry that are out there to give you false hopes. One of the things I don't want to do is give you false hopes. Trading is very hard. Trading is very difficult. It's, it's mesmerizingly taxing on the brain. I've broken mouses before or mice. I don't know what you call the plural of a mouse, but I guess it's mice, right? I mean, it would make sense. Uh, and then... I've also broken keyboards over the years. It can get frustrating. It can get emotional. So I'm not going to sell you on the hype. Oh, man, you can do this stuff in 30 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day. And, and there's plenty of websites out there that will try to tell you that. And probably what you're going to find is, is that it's just going to be a dumpster fire for your portfolio because you're going to lose a ton of money in the process. 
if you have a system that will allow you to work a couple days a week for 30 minutes a day, that would probably be the holy grail of trading. And we all know that the holy grail of trading doesn't exist. In fact, if there was one thing that I would say that would be the closest thing to the holy grail of trading would be managing the risk because that will keep you in the game. Now, coming back to trading, there's probably going to be a lot of people enticed to come back to trading. They, they might have blown out their accounts in 2022. They missed out on a lot of the run from 2023. They saved some money during that time. And now all of a sudden they're thinking to themselves, hey, look at the stocks. S&P 500, all-time highs. NASDAQ 100, all-time highs. They look at the Russell, they probably don't care. They see NVIDIA trading at plus 600. Netflix just had blowout earnings. Man, what a time to be in the stock market, right? So all of a sudden, with the market at all-time highs, a lot of people who blew out accounts the first time around are suddenly interested in getting back into the stock market. So with the market new all-time highs, let's ask ourselves a simple question. Why do you want to come back? Because isn't the very act of coming back into the stock market right now at all-time highs kind of like chasing a stock? You're, in essence, chasing the stock market by getting back in. And that's okay because... Usually the reason why we get into the stock market originally or, you know, for a second time around or a third time around isn't usually for the best of reasons. But despite those motivations, if we can condition ourselves to manage the risk, to be not one that just tries to yellow into every popular stock and every theme that might take place throughout the course of the day, we might have a fighting chance. Because whether the market moves and continues to move higher from here, we're at all-time highs, maybe the NASDAQ runs another 5,000 points or the S&P 500 runs to 6,000, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe the S&P goes back down to 3,000. Maybe the NASDAQ goes back down to 10,000. Whatever the case, whether the market moves higher or the market moves lower, you want to make sure that you remain steady. And by steady, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that you get caught up in the euphoria, even if that's why you're coming back into the market because you see the markets at all-time highs, you feel like you're missing out on something. Once you're in it, you have to make sure whatever the market does, that you remain steady, that you're not chasing, that you're letting the opportunities come to you, that you're doing things in such a way that manages risk that keeps you alive to trade for yet another day. There was a book that I read probably, gosh, I want to say about 20 years ago, and it had a huge impact on my life. It was called Ordering Your Private World. It has nothing to do with the stock market. But there was a part of a book where it talked about a boat captain, and he's out at sea, and his boat is being tossed around by the waves, and everybody on the ship is panicking. The crew, they're going to the captain, they're saying, and they're panicking, and they're like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? And he has this incredible calmness about him. He knew his boat. Things were in place to weather the storm he sees. And so his private world was in order. And just like the captain was able to stay calm despite the storm he sees, despite the waves that were crashing up against his boat, we as traders have to approach the market in such a way that whether it moves higher or lower, whether we're facing the stormy trading markets on a day-to-day -day basis, there's uncertainty all around us. We don't know if the Fed's going to cut. We don't know if inflation's going to get tamed. We don't know if there's a recession on the horizon or if we're going to have a soft landing. Our private world has to be in order. Our trading strategy has to be in order. We have to be managing the risk. And if you're able to do that, then yes, a certain calmness prevails in your trading. Because when you come back into trading after being out of it for a while, you don't want to be wiped out by the first hiccup or, or in the case of the boat captain, by the first wave that hits your, the side of your boat. You don't want the whole boat to just sink. And like trading, you don't want the first trade that doesn't go your way to wipe you out because you weren't managing the risk. 
So we got to keep that in mind. My next question would be is how will you manage the risk differently this time? We all manage the risk in some way. It's how we manage it that's the most important. For some people, it's buying hope. Yeah, I'm down 50% on this stock, but if it gets back to break even, I'll get out, right? You turn that swing t- trade that was supposed to get you like maybe like 10%, and now it's a 50% loss. What kind of horrible trading parameters is that, right? A one to five reward to risk ratio, that's, that's not good. So how will you manage the risk differently? Because it's the inadequate levels of risk management, of proper risk management, that drove you out the first time. It definitely wasn't winning too much that drove you out. It was how you managed the losers that drove you out. And not only just the losers, but then when you do have a winning trade, you have to make sure that you're managing the winners as well. Risk management doesn't just begin and end with losing trades. You also have winning trades that you have to manage the risk on as well. But ultimately, what is it that drove you out? Because you probably had such bad trades, such horrible losing trades, that it wiped you out of commission. So let's focus on that. What are you going to do differently this time to manage the risk that you didn't do last time? Because if it was working out great for you, you never would have left. If you were making a million dollars a year swing trading stocks, you would never have left. You wouldn't be like, oh yeah, this trading is just not for me. No, you would have loved it and you would have stayed in it. So what did you do wrong with your losing trades that wiped you out? What did you do there that was so wrong? Focus on that and make sure that you don't do it again. It could be that you were going too big on your position sizes. You were going all in on every trade, and then you have one bad trade, and maybe it's something that was completely out of your hands. Maybe you got into a stock that was trading at 100. They came out with, for instance, this past week, ADM, right? Archer Daniels. Very steady, value-driven stock. Doesn't garner a lot of headlines. Doesn't make splashy moves. There's like suspicion of accounting fraud or to something to that degree. Executive gets laid off. I don't know the whole story behind it. But the stock plummets. It goes from 68 down to 52. Now, let's say that it had a good swing trade that was setting up and I had gone along on it the day before this news came out. Is that something that I can come back from? Yes, it is. But it's going to be very difficult to come back from it if I was 200% long on a trade using leverage. Yeah, that's going to be a real humdinger. But if I was managing trades, like let's say 10% of my portfolio was on it and I'm losing plus 20%, yeah, that's going to stink. But if I'm I'm putting like 10% down on the trade, that's about 2% of my portfolio. And yeah, I can come back from that. That won't ruin me as a trader. But if I'm, let's say I'm 200% long. Let's just say I have $5,000 account. I got two to one margin. So I go $10,000 long on this stock. I just lost 40% of my portfolio. Do you see the differences in risk management here? How it can wipe out one, but depending on how you're position sizing. So we have to ask ourselves, what are we going to do differently this time around when we come back into the market. And let's look at it as a process. Our trading will be defined as a process. It's not going to be getting right back into the market and being successful right out of the gate. It's not going to happen that way. There's going to be trials. There's going to be times where you want to revert back to your old ways. So this process is really broken down into three areas. Our growth and education. What are we learning, for instance? How are we applying new skills? What skills are we trying to attain? What is our strategy and how are we going to better that strategy? That's the educational process that we have to focus on. The second area is the trading process, making sure that our emotions are staying in check, that we're not doubling down on losers instead of taking a small loss on a trade that didn't go our way. Are we following the process? Are we following our strategy? Are we following our disciplines here? 
And then the third one will be the results. The results are going to be a process too. If you go into it thinking that I'm coming back into it, I'm going to turn this $5,000 into $10 million, you're going to get wiped out again. Okay. It's just a matter of fact, the results are a process. The better you get at trading, the results should improve. So the results will improve over time as you become a better trader. You covered a lot in that podcast episode. So if you're coming back into trading, I hope that it's a successful experience for you and that you continue to manage the risk. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please make sure to leave me a five-star review. Those things mean the world to me. Plus, check out swingtradingthestockmarket.com. You're going to get all of my stock market research each and every day. There's three different levels you can choose from. If you want my actual trade alerts, you can even get those as well. Check it out, swingtradingthestockmarket.com. Send me your questions, send me your emails, because I want to hear from you guys so I can make more podcast episodes, because this podcast relies on your questions, your pain and your agony, your suffering. We need to hear those stories. I want to hear about them. If you have questions, let me hear what you have to ask. We'll make a podcast episode out of it. All right. Thank you guys. And God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on Share Planner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at ryan at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon. Thank you.